0: Welcome to In The Know, where we take a closer look at the issues of the day that you might not hear from the mainstream media. We talk with people who are in the know, people whose expertise gives a fresh outlook to the issues that are important to all of us. I'm your host, Jackie Gus. So today our guest is John Daly. He's an award-winning, internationally known journalist, news anchor, producer, writer, and author. He's also in the Nevada Broadcasters Hall of Fame. His current project is called Undercover Jet Setter. It's a travel, food, wine, golf uh, web series shot entirely on an iPhone. He's also an author, a book and web blog called Informed, Not Inflamed. This is a web blog that's going to help us decipher the explosion of media technology, new voices, and new manipulators invading our discourse. So welcome, John.
1: Jackie, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, and you might have all this fame and fortune and you're well-traveled, but you are originally a Connecticut boy, aren't you?
1: Yeah, I was born and raised in West Hartford and uh, lived there for, uh, you know, my first uh, 28, 29 years, and I was a reporter at the Norwich Bulletin in Norwich, Connecticut, and I was also a reporter at the New London Day, and then I was a news anchor and reporter at WFSB in Hartford, Connecticut.
0: Wow. You know, we have a lot of students here at Western Connecticut State University that have traveled through those cities. Did you ever travel through Westcon by any chance?
1: You know, I, um, I, I think I did at some point. It was funny because my, my dad was pushing me to go to Western Connecticut. Oh, really? He really wanted me to go to Western Connecticut. Uh-huh. I think it was because of the in-state tuition. Yeah. Um, and then I eventually got accepted to Providence College, so ended up there. But uh, um, I, I think I certainly went. I've gone through the area because many times of traveling down through New York and all that.
0: Okay. So let me ask you a question. I am a media professor here, and one of my great interests is media bias. And you are an expert on that subject, are you not?
1: Well, I guess so i mean i wrote the I wrote the the original book on it i I say the original book on it back in uh, two thousand and five after the uh, two thousand and four election, and that was called the uh, it was called Truth the no bs Guide to Navigating a Media Biased world so I had a lot of uh, I had a lot of friends, uh, especially friends who were in entertainment. one of them was Brian Cranston, who was Walter White and he was he he would call me or write to me. And he would say, hey, what about this? What about this? And i say, well, go take a look at this, or take a look at this, because you're seeing one side of it. And, I, and he, he said to me, he goes, why don't you write a book on this? He says, uh-huh. every time I write you, he says, I got something there. So he was one of the impetus. That, so Walter White actually got me to write my first <sighs> book on uh, on media bias. But uh, yeah, I like to think that I am, and I like to think also because I came up as a newspaper reporter, mm-hmm. I was an investigative reporter, then not only an anchor, but I was also a managing editor for, for a newsroom, that... I've, I've really tried to stay true to what real journalism is. I mean, I have my own biases and all that, and everybody has their own biases. And then I think what's, what's happened over the years is that uh, because politics has become, become so weaponized mm-hmm. that uh, the term media bias has just taken on so many different uh, meanings. And, and to be honest with you, most people miss what the real biases are.
0: Well, let me ask you a question. You on your website break down the types of biases. It's not what the casual observer sees. So let's talk a little bit about that. You say there's a okay. sponsor bias.
1: Yeah, and you know, do you see this all the time? No, but at the same time too, um, I can go back to my days when I was a when I was a TV news anchor, and there were certain times that we didn't air let's say a story about the car that is stolen the most because the car dealership didn't want us doing it. So mm. we actually had to either dumb down the story or we had to or, or not run it. So you get stuff like that. So in, in, in this day and age, especially after the financial crisis, the margins for TV news stations and also for newspapers. Are very very tight, so they don't want to lose any advertiser. So a lot of times they will kowtow to an advertiser.
0: Yeah, you know I've heard that time and time again, but how prevalent do you think it is?
1: Um, I think it's it's more prevalent. Um, I think you're beginning to see um, you're, you're beginning to see the line between editorial and um, advertisement uh, blurred a bit, and 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 you'll you'll see it with. Uh, and you know, I've I've actually been approached to do some shows. So uh, for for some local TV stations, because I, I do the travel food and wine stuff, mm-hmm. where um, you know I'm going to do the show, but it's going to be one of the advertisers that's on the show that I'm going to be talking to and about, and it looks like a new show. Right. So so you're beginning to see that. Do do I think it's 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 bad? It could be, uh, but I think as long as you're uh, upfront about it. Uh, hey, they're an advertiser, they paid to be on the show, then that's fine. I, I don't have a problem with that. I think as long as you, as long as you put your biases out there, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think that's okay. And that's the problem is when you don't disclose. So, But I do, I do think you're seeing, and I think it's, it's, it's how a lot of these media outlets, uh, especially the small ones in, in smaller cities, that's how they're surviving.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they've got to, or they go yeah. dark.
1: Well, and add to that is the fact that, you know, so many people are cutting the cable cord right now. Mm -hmm. And there were so many stations, and I would say since the financial crisis up until now, half their revenues were coming from the cable fees. Mm. And so that's beginning to go away because Mm -hmm. you're beginning to see... I mean, you're seeing like millions of people every month cutting the cable cord. Yeah. They're going to these different outlets that can do it online, and you just hook into your Wi-Fi. And they've got a smart TV. Smart TV will do it for you. So so you're going to start seeing that, you're going to start seeing new ways of uh, of companies trying to not only get on the air, uh, they can do it for less, uh, but you're going to find a lot of these media companies are, because they're strapped, they're going to be doing anything they can. So bias will sometimes go out the window does that happen on news stories all the time well I, you know I, I can't say yes and i can't say no but i would imagine if something was coming down about a local business and they were a big advertiser you might not see it there's a good chance you might not
0: hmm. have you ever seen anybody or any cause hurt by that kind of bias
1: um Directly, no, but I do think that on a 30,000-foot level, it does hurt um, the, uh, you know, the information or the messaging to an audience, and I think if somebody finds out about it that the media outlet's doing that, then certainly there raises some questions. I mean, I I can remember I was, when I was an investigative reporter in New Bern, North Carolina, um, there was a, and this was right at the height when a lot of the Garment factories were beginning to shift to Mexico, Mm
2: -hmm. and the
1: workers here in the South were beginning to lose their jobs, and we uncovered a couple of them that were taking off, and we confronted them, and I can remember that the owner of one of them said, "Could could you hold off on the story because we're trying to negotiate things to keep us here. So I remember the news director said, okay, you know what, we, we, we won't run the story. And we will run it, though, in a day or two once you do it. Well, the day or two happened, we went back. They weren't even there.
2: Mm. <laughs> the
1: whole thing was wow. gone. So they kind of they got out of town before the bad news hit. So you do see that. Um, does it hurt? Uh, you know, I don't know about directly, but certainly indirectly it does. If, if you've got a news organization that, you know, that's catering more to the sponsors in the audience you know, it, it's, it's probably going to show through.
0: Mm-hmm. Bottom line is the money, I guess.
1: Well, and, you know, if you think about it, I mean, we've, we've created, and I've, I've, I've pointed this out that I think leads to a lot of the problems, we've created three industries, uh, and we've weaponized them as for-profits when they should be non-profits. And the, the first is politics, the second is the news media, and the fourth is healthcare. And as a result of that, we get away from the true intent of what they want to do. Like, for instance, you know, the news media is supposed to be giving you unvarnished news so you can see it. Well, what they do is they give you entertainment. Mm-hmm. That's how they get the eyeballs. They're mm-hmm. worried about eyeballs. They're worried about people coming in. They're not worried about, are we giving you the exact news that you should be having? Look at the healthcare industry. The healthcare industry is so weaponized by Wall Street that your, your health care dollars, a third of those healthcare care dollars, are going to bureaucracy or they're going to shareholders. Hmm. And as a result of it, you have all these pharmaceutical companies who are stopping cures. They will not look at a cure because a cure does not bring in the profits that a lifetime of treatment does. It's a great business sense. It's horrible as far as healthcare for our country. And that's, that's what we've done, if you look at it. And then look at politics. Politics has just been weaponized by special interests. And as a result of it, what, what most lawmakers do is they stop innovation. They, they take care of the special interests that are paying them. And those special interests have lobbyists that go in and end up working for the lawmakers. And they write the bills. And then when the sessions are over, they go back to lobby. Mm. And that's, that's what we've done. And, and again, I'm, I'm a capitalist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm for you know, free enterprise. The problem is is that you're, you're getting it to the point where it's just all about the profits and you're forgetting about the actual nature of what those businesses are.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, that is fodder for another episode talking with you. Um, so, you know, you did mention something interesting. You talked about the entertainment value of news.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Well, it's, um, it's, it's something that the news media had to do. If you think about it, um, you know, it, right when Walter Cronkite was really hitting it big, mm-hmm. at that time, TV news was was kind of a lost leader for the networks. They really didn't try to make money off of it. And then all of a sudden, in the seventies, we began to realize, wow, we can make a lot of money off this. Wow, there's a lot of different things we can do. This can be promotion for the area, and, and uh, we can get people interested in a lot of things, which is good mm-hmm. in, in, in many respects. But what you've what you've found is that over over the years, it's become more of an entertainment rather than a news medium. And if you think about it, television is a entertainment medium. It's not a news medium. A newspaper is a news medium. So it's it's difficult to, to take a complex issue that you'd probably need to sit down and look at because there's many different sides, there's a lot of research. You can't do that in a two or three minute piece on television. So television took on not only the entertainment aspect but also the sports aspect and the way i break that down is that if 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 you've looked at if you look at dramas Mm -hmm. or even comedies there's a story structure to everything there's an antagonist versus a protagonist uh... there's a battle and then there's a winner at the end somebody wins somebody loses and somebody learns and if you break down every great piece of of uh... Of, of theater or movie, there is a great story structure there. And that's primarily what they've done. And we've allowed it, especially with our politics, because we have two parties. So one's the antagonist, and one's the protagonist. So it's easier to break it down that way. And we create very simple stories for the average viewer when we're missing really massive problems that we're not paying attention to. So the other thing is the, is, is the sport, I call it the sports and entertainment bias. It's much easier to just put up two sides. One team's playing the other. We'll break it down. We'll give you all the different things they're doing. And what they do is they give you the game of politics more than anything else. So as a result of what we're missing... Nobody's talking about two main issues that are, that are so critical to what is going on today. The first is we have an aging society. Nobody's paying attention to that. In five to ten years, we're going to have a financial disaster. Nobody is even talking about it. In fact, they're making it even worse now. The other one is technology is actually taking away jobs or it's reducing salaries. So you're relying on all these new workers to pay the bills for all those people who are on Medicare. And they don't have enough money to do
2: that. Mm. And
1: nobody's paying attention to that. And you never see that raised on a TV news story. You never hear that raised on cable TV. Right. And it's just, so as a result of it, we we fall into this entertainment and sports bias when we turn it on. So we are not journalistic type viewers. We're we're just just an entertainment audience. That's all we are.
0: But here's the problem with that. I ask my students when they come in at the beginning of the semester, do you trust the media? And they're all no 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 they just tell us what they want us to believe and then i show them for instance a clip of walter cronkite and they start texting they can't pay attention why there's no entertainment value the way that you describe it
1: that's exactly it
0: so what do we do do about that
1: well i think what we have to do is start training people to become the most important journalist in their own lives so that they have Hmm it's, 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 it's something in there with them that is going to help them not only make more money, it's going to help them be safer. And the thing is, is that we've, we've got all the tools at our fingertips that can be used and can be used quickly. So for instance, in my first book, I I did this thing called the Royal system, R O I L read, observe, interview, and learn. And it's just a quick, it's a quick 30 minutes for anybody to, to figure out. And so what I, what I haven't done in rewriting the book is to take the use of, of the social media. So for instance, I've, I've got a, a column out on, and I did, I did this maybe about a year and a half ago, on how to use Twitter. And if you create a separate Twitter news feed for yourself, and you only follow reputable news organizations or reputable sources, now you get them on both sides. So you get people on the left, get people on the right. And what you can do is once you go to that Page yourself. You can then kind of aggregate and kind of look. Okay, I'm going to look at that. I'll look at this. Okay, here's the other side of the story. Okay, here's another side. Oh, here's somebody bringing up something like that. And you could do that by just going to your Twitter feed for 15, 20 minutes a day, and you'd become more informed than not only the average American, but you'd become more informed than the average news organization. Hmm. Because you'd have everything at your fingertips. And I'll tell you nothing thing. What it did. And I don't. I don't know if you saw this on my blog, but um, during the uh, the um, the French terror attacks, the one in Paris where they had yes. the coordinated attacks at night where they were hitting a number of different things, including the soccer stadiums. Mm-hmm. I happened to be um, on my Twitter news feed at the time, and I started aggregating all the stories because I had all these different news sources coming in from, especially overseas. I had the State Department stuff coming in. I started aggregating it. All of a sudden I began to realize there were like thousands of people following me, and I got a couple hmm. of uh, notes from, from parents Uh, And they said, I followed you all the way through until I heard from my daughter or my son that they were safe. Uh Thank you for the information. I did more as a news anchor when I was no longer a news anchor by using Twitter. (laughs) And most people can do that. You don't need to watch an hour or a half hour of cable news. Just go to your Twitter, create a Twitter feed, and use that as your source. You'll be far more informed, and you'll have a wider range of information so that you'll see different sides of the issue, and then you can figure it out for yourself.
2: Wow. Really, that's how
1: you do it, and, and we can do that. That's the, mm-hmm. that's the thing that's so crazy is it? unfortunately, we're too, we've become too entertainment-minded where when we sit down in front of the TV, we want somebody to entertain us. Mm. True. But we don't even do that. We need to be the ones instigating. In fact, if anything, you know, and I always tell people, if you're, if you're conservative, the one station you shouldn't be watching is Fox News. And if you're liberal, you shouldn't be watching MSNBC. You should be watching the other one, and you should be having discourse with the TV. That's what you need to be doing.
0: And you're telling people, yeah. As opposed people, to, yeah. we all
1: sit there and we kind of wait for, you know, the medicine to make us feel better. Right. Okay. You want They're your own bias here, the yeah. stuff the here.
0: You want your biases reinforced.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, you also say there is a gender bias in the media.
1: Well, there is, and um, a lot of times you're going to find, and it's going to be based on what the audience is. So, you know, Fox News, for the most part, is, and a lot of people say they're just, you know, old white guy station. Mm -hmm. And they do seem to cater to older white men, as far as the message goes. When I was in um, TV news, and we were trying to cater to the demographic of our different uh, audiences on the different newscasts, so the 5 o'clock newscast. Who were we catering to? We we're catering to women who had come home from work, who were cooking dinner for the family. So we catered stories to them. So you know, we probably wouldn't do, you know, a golf story in it, but we would do something on pets, or we might do something on cooking, or something like that. So, so you're going to get that. I, I don't have a problem with that. In, in other words, if your audience is a certain gender, well, I mean, you got to cater, you got to take care of of the stories they'd be interested in so and again i was i was pointing i I, I tried to point out that there's so many biases Mm -hmm. across the board that you can look at so many different things i'm not saying they're all bad and i'm not saying bias is bad
0: bias exists unless we can get out of our skins as human beings
1: that and then also just understand that you know what everybody's biased i mean Mm -hmm. we all have our different biases through how we were raised our experiences uh, and just and just what we believe, and as long as you know that what you're watching has a bias. So, for instance, when you watch Fox News, you, I mean, you know what their bias is. Right. MSNBC, you know what their you're, you're, you you've accepted it. Right. And it's like, okay, I'll watch this, and this is it. Um, you know, I I really try my best to. I'll flip to all three of them, you know, especially Mm -hmm. when there's a breaking story. I want to see how they're doing it. Mm -hmm. To me, that's fascinating to watch them do that. Yeah,
0: sure is. You know what is breaking right now is this whole Russian collusion issue. So, (laughs) you know, we've got all kinds of ways of looking at that. Um, So let me let me ask you about that one. If Hillary had won the presidency, what would the news media outlets be saying right now?
1: Oh, I think there would be um, there'd be so much stuff from the uh, from the right saying that she had the um, that she had it fixed. I mean, Trump would. I mean, I th- I think one of Trump's whole things. And again, I don't know if he colluded. I think Trump's plan was to run for the presidency, lose, and then start his own network, and then you know continue his reality TV thing. Mm-hmm. I think the last thing he wanted to be was president.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I think that. Um, and he was, you know, he was planning the whole thing. You know, Hillary's crooked. You know, she's, you know, she's fixing things, you know. And, you know, it turns out, well, you know, there's a lot of evidence that says that he might have been. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, th- I think you were you going to get chaos no matter what. And that's because, go back to what I was talking about before, both political parties are weaponized. Mm-hmm. So they've got to take care of the people who pay the money. So what do they do? They start talking about how the other side is corrupt, the other side cheats. Mm-hmm. So you would have seen the same thing. So, you know, the, the, this notion that if Hillary won, everything would have been fine, I don't think so.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love your concept about politics being weaponized, as well as media outlets being weaponized. You have the far well, left, you have the far right, and people well, jump on that bandwagon. And,
1: and, and there's there's a lot in the middle, in fact, I think the majority of the people are really in the middle, who who really want to see many different sides and want to understand things, but there's no backing for them.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: you don't have you don't have a third party, that's that's you know the 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 middle America party. You just you know you don't have that. So um, so you're you're getting you, you're getting a lot of voices that aren't being heard or represented. So you are getting the extremes, right. and you know it goes. You know, to me, I I think. You know, people like Lee Atwater, the late Lee Atwater, and mm-hmm. he, he was the one who started the whole kind of dirty tricks campaign. Uh, I think the Carville Matlin, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, think, I think those people should be demonized ah. as, as some of the worst people in our country mm-hmm. because they've taken our democracy and they've turned it into a for-profit. And, and, and what they've done is they've gotten away from what real democracy is. And again, they've made it into into a Wall Street. They made it into a stock. They made mm-hmm. it into. If you look at all the jobs that are created
0: mm-hmm.
1: through 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 politics, um, I mean, it's it's astounding. It's mm-hmm. absolutely astounding.
0: Mm-hmm. Instead and they're of they're ha- not good yeah. jobs
1: either, and they're they're not they're not jobs to help the country.
0: Mm. See, that's the whole thing. Is that what you're saying? Is that we're playing this political sport? Um, it's you know it's a product of capitalism. And the voice that is missing is the voice of the informed citizen. I mean, isn't that the basis of our society? Or should it be the basis? Yeah, absolutely. So how, you know, here's the question is that people are busy. People have lives, they have all kinds of things to do. Uh, How do those people get those stories that haven't been reported. I mean, there was there was an article on your blog that was written by a woman who talked about her blue-collar father whose job went away in 2008 during the financial crisis. Mm-hmm. And he lives in the heartland in a red state, and he doesn't hate his minority workers. He doesn't think they're taking away his job. Um, that he has different compartments of him that are very red oriented. He also has compartments that are blue oriented. We were briefly talking about healthcare, And his take on health care is yes, it should be universal. Because he lost that when his job went away. And he has empathy for his fellow man. So we're not seeing those pictures. How can the normal average person in the United States who consumes all this media on the fly on the run, how can they get that information?
1: Well, and, and the problem you were saying before is that you know these, these people probably have two and three jobs yeah. they've got family to take care of. Um, they, don't, they don't have time to sit and devour stuff you know for a couple of hours. It's just it's just not in, it's not in their schedule. So um, that's, that's why I look for things like that Twitter. Mm-hmm. creating your own news twitter it doesn't cost you anything mm-hmm. and to me if even if you just scanned at it for 15 minutes a day i think you'd be far more um informed than most people and you can you know you can just go on with the rest of your day you don't have to worry about it so i you you, you know you've got to you know and, and again i always, you know one of the things i always espouse to people is, you know you got to read a book a week you know read a good piece of non-fiction that is you know that's not necessarily biased, but that is well researched and analyzes what's going on in your world. Now, yeah, well, I do that. I try my best, but yeah. that's difficult for a lot of people. It is so. I, I think you know, I don't think the Facebook. I don't think Facebook is the answer just because it's too socially oriented. But if you take control of your Twitter
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you just separate, you create a new Twitter. You can control it so it's just news. So, for instance, on my Twitter feed, I don't have any friends on there. I don't follow anybody except news All right. so that when stuff comes through, it's just news.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm just looking at things that are happening. So as a result of it and what I do, then I, you know, because I'm, I'm still I still consider myself kind of a journalist type. So I've got different pages and, and sites out there and I will aggregate a lot of it. So I'll try to aggregate a lot that shows different sides or sides that somebody wouldn't even think to mm. uh, to even even talk about. And so, as a result of it, I mean, I get—I was just—I was in uh, the—I was in the Charlotte airport, and uh, I always go to the sushi place. And the one of the gals who who works there, she sees me. She goes, "Hey!" And she's why she remembers me. And so (laughs) she goes, "Oh!" She goes, "I follow you all the time." She goes, "I get all my news from you."
0: Oh my god! On my Facebook page.
1: So, um, so what I try to do is, I just I just try my best to, to to see as much as I can.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the other the other quick trick I tell people is, you know, don't don't you really have to read the whole article, mm-hmm. because most news articles, you get everything in the first five paragraphs.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, try to do some speed reading. Speed reading is another thing to do. Um, and the other thing I try to tell people, is don't get into arguments with friends over politics. You're not going to change anybody. And don't try to change anybody. Try to understand people.
0: That's a great point. The way you can point. change
1: people is how you vote.
0: That is so, a really good point. Yeah. yeah.
1: Now, that doesn't that doesn't mean that you shouldn't, if, if something's blatantly wrong or something could be harming somebody, saying something or posting something makes sense. So, for instance, when somebody posts something that's either on my site or my page or something like that comes up, I, I don't necessarily go – you screaming idiot, why are you putting, I, mm-hmm. I don't do that. All I do is I'll just, underneath whatever they posted, I'll post another article that might be, again, it. it might be a fact check, or it might be something else. Just And, it's, and again, I'm not, you know, you've, you've got your points of view. There's a good chance my fact check may be wrong. So, I'm, you know, I mm-hmm. can't, say can't, but I'm just going to bring up different points of view. And that's primarily what we need to do. We, our, our discourse needs to become more civil. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, on both sides, it's just, it's getting very... You know it's getting very vitriolic
0: it is it is so the what you just described was the beginning the read part of your royal system r-o-i-l mm-hmm. which is brilliant the second part is observe
1: and that's how to watch television uh-huh. and I tell people um, like what I was saying to you before is that television's not a great news medium it's a great entertainment medium but here's where television is great television is great as far as an emergency medium so I, I always give the example of 9-11. You know, I'm, I was in, I lived in Vegas at the time. So I, I was getting up like at 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning, oh. working on different things. And I turned the TV on right away. Mm-hmm. And, and normally you'd say, well, you're in the TV business. Whether I'm in the TV business or not, you need to turn the TV on for breaking news. Mm-hmm. I saw those planes going into the, mm. into the World Trade Center. So I knew instantly something was going on. Turning on your local news, and again, it could be weather. It could be something that's happening in your area. It's very, very good. Television news does a great job of giving you breaking information that's happening right away that could could cause harm to you. So, And it's part of their FCC uh, license mm-hmm. that they have to they, – they've got to be a warning system.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and as, as much as I do criticize a lot of the TV stations, uh, I always say – that's where they're really good at, mm. and and to go live and to get the information down, and this is what I used to do as a news anchor. I mean, I used to, right. I used to pride myself in the sense that the you know news director would say, "Okay, we have got breaking news. Head out in the set." I would literally go sit on the set, and I didn't I didn't even know what the breaking news was, mm-hmm. and I would go live. Mm-hmm. And so that's how a lot of people are uh, can do that. So uh, the other thing is is that same thing I, I said to you before was, you know, if you're conservative don't watch Fox News. If you're liberal, don't watch MSNBC.
2: Mm-hmm. So that's
1: how you kind of mix things up.
2: Mm-hmm. And I would say,
1: you know, if you're sitting and you're watching an hour of cable news, for the most part, you're really not getting, I don't think you're really getting news. You're getting, you're getting more editorial opinion than, mm-hmm. than you are anything else. Mm-hmm. Editorial but if, opinion. If that's what if that's what you're interested in, It's fine. Um, the other thing, the eye is interview.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so that is primarily talk to as many people as possible. And you've got the ability now, with social media, to talk to experts, you know, talk to people about different things, ask them questions, you know, and then to learn is just learning how to put it all together.
0: Mm, gorgeous. So you're asking us: number one, to read; number two, observe; number three, interview; and finally, to learn. And we will become, <laughs> put it all together. Yep, a media literate society.
1: Hopefully, uh, yeah. hopefully, at some point we will. And
0: I, th- I think it's
1: it's beginning to get there because the people are beginning to realize there's there's a lot of uh, information at their fingertips,
2: mm-hmm. and it's
1: just a matter of them you know and that that's why that's why i'm I'm saying with the with the Twitter system is that you know for fifteen minutes a day i mean you can you can go through a ton of uh, articles uh, on a, a number of different issues or on one or two issues and see a wide range of not only opinion but also uh reporting and fact finding
0: yes. Gorgeous. Well, John, I want to thank you so much. You have given us so much important practical information that we can use. Uh, So I told you I wouldn't talk about golf. How's your golf game going?
1: Actually, the golf game's been suffering because I've been doing When I go out in the golf course, I've been actually shooting more golf stories than I am actually uh, concentrating on my golf. So my handicap went from, like, about a 6 to a 9 now. So I uh, haven't been playing that well. But that's all right. We're getting good stories. Right. The cover jet coverage setter's really beginning to take off. So, that's fine. So
0: that's good. That's good. Okay, so I'm not going to keep you anymore. Go out in that beautiful Las Vegas weather and hit some balls around.
1: Super. Jet, okay. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. This has been In the Know, a conversation about the issues that affect our lives. In the Know is produced under the auspices of Western Connecticut State University. Come back and listen. There's a new show at the start and the middle of every month. I'm Jackie Gusta. Talk to you soon.